Hi, I'm Dan Higginson, and welcome to the 40th episode of the Idle Hand Society podcast, a community for creatives. He wouldn't wash his Spider-Man face paint off. I'm joined today by Paul Bentz. Good evening. Good evening from South London. How are we all? Good, mate. Good. I'm trying to remember now, because I know we've recorded one 40th episode and that's gone in the bin. I'm trying to remember what we actually spoke about the last time in that lost episode. I think it was about me going to university. I think we had a deep and meaningful about a couple of other things as well. Do you remember any of yeah. it? Um, I memory, don't. My, you know what? You know, memory can't be archived, mate. <laughs> it can't. It can't. Just as a bit of a sneak <laughs> behind the curtain, our next guest hopefully next week's guest is Alex Pryor and a couple of technical difficulties with, with, uh, with our recording on our side. So um, unfortunately we've, we've had to postpone Mr. Pryor, but we'll, we'll catch up with him soon. Yeah. It was slightly disappointing because I think it would have been a very interesting and um, deep and meaningful conversation because his work is kind of, like I said to him when we first met, it's kind of, he's, his work, his work is kind of where I want to get to. Yeah. Um, what is it about his work that you look at and you're like, I could definitely list a few things. It's almost like you're in motion with the images. I don't know if that makes sense, but you, I, because of the tactile nature of the, the choice of papers and how he binds and makes his books. It's very physical, um, isn't it? So yeah, this is a physical, exactly that. And, 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 you know, he said something, um, he, you know, he said how the materials and the papers are as important as the photographs themselves. And I, I think that, that, and it's, I think, maybe sometimes even more important. Like, you, we all get a response when we turn a page, and you can, like, like, like the books you remember and the books that stay with me are the ones where, you know, and I talk about this finger-tingling sensation when you turn a page, but those yeah, are the yeah, ones. Yeah. And I don't know what, what, what that is. There must be some psychological thing that we don't know, but it's, it's, it's something about that sensation of the paper and how the book is bound, and he's put in you know, different types of paper and he's mounting the, the photographs on a paper on a paper. Um, I love the handmade, unique, there are not going to be many made. There's not going you know, to be hundreds small of these books. Runs, you're going right. to get five or ten. And that's, I think that's like, I think that's quite, quite amazing. Yeah, it's right? very unique. It. Just in case you don't know who Alex Pryor is, um, as well as being the uh, custodian of a shit ton of photo books, he's also a bookmaker. Uh, and a photographer and his work is if, if you go find him on instagram or on his website you'll what you'll notice is it's not like digital files being presented in a in that digital medium they're often i don't know if they're scans or like photographs of actual prints mm-hmm. you know what you're seeing actually exists and i think that kind of changes the game a little bit doesn't it and it's, i don't know it's very cool anyway we won't get into that too much because I mean, well, yeah, yeah. I, I'm he, really he's he's on the way. Him. He's on his way. He's on his way. And we're sorry, mate. We're sorry the recording didn't work out, but we'll get there soon. What have you been up to recently, Paul? Um, book has gone to printers, Dan. Book has gone to printers. So this is not um, so far, right? Yeah. Book has gone to printers. It's nearly there. We are just waiting on that call where they say, Paul, please come and pick your book up. And I will go and get it and I will bring it home and I will open the box and then I will... How many copies? 200. 200, 200 copies. Cop- so... 200 copies. There's, there's not many. Everybody listening. But you wouldn't believe the number of these copies that are already on pre-order. So there's there's less than 200. So if you want to put your order in, get hold of Paul. Um, you know, he's going to sell out quick. And you're, you're yeah, going to want so this then, in your collection. I've, I've already you said are. It. It's fucking incredible. I saw it on the new paper stock. I really like that. 
just talking about paper, you know, we were just having a yeah. chat about Alex. That one you bought to the pub the other day. Mm-hmm. It was like the unbound one. That was really, really mm-hmm. fucking nice. I, I I think the difference between an uncoated paper, thicker, slightly thicker stock. This is a proper uh, nerdy conversation, isn't it? Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, but it's but important stuff. Think, it's important stuff. Little details. But I do matter. think, in, I, yeah, I do. I do think like, you know, you can un- agonize over them for a while. But I, I've done a few dummies and, and it's taken me a while to get to this point. And the beautiful thing, the, the amazing thing is that from a printer's, and I know I've said this, but it's just down the road. I, it's literally, I can walk to the printer's from my house. Um, I've got a relationship with them now, which it helps for further work. Um, I think that was, I think that was, if, if there was a big seller for me is when, when I went to see them yeah. and then I got them to do the dummy for me and I was like, okay, not only is it better than what I've had so far, but they're fucking local, which means it just takes a lot of that stress about of when I want to go and do the next one and I want to maybe go and see what, they've got loads of papers. Like, again, it's like a you walk, you walk in and it's a warehouse and it's just paper stock everywhere. And you go, oh, I said, one of, an encoded paper, slightly thicker, bit of a texture on your finger. He goes, I know the one. Oh, I know the one. He's got he's, it already. He's going through boxes and he's throwing boxes all over the place and there's papers going. He goes, I got it. I got it, pa. He's Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I, 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 it would, I think it's, it would be easy to give in at this point and go with the first thing you've got and go, yeah, just print it. You know, it doesn't matter. But this is like 20 like, years worth of work, though. It'd be such a shame. <laughs> it was it? never going to be that for me. It I was think. never going to be that. It was never. Because it's like, you know, I've, I've got to this point before on lots of projects where I've never pulled the trigger and gone gone for it so uh, uh, i i was i was listening to a conversation on procrastination and there was some psychologist can we just take said, a minute to appreciate how meta that is you are filling your time <laughs> by listening to other people talk about procrastination <laughs> oh, i know it was on radio four while i was cleaning so i was okay obviously procrastinating right? right okay but they were saying that procrastination is an emotional response and that you you don't want to finish something because or put it out there because you're afraid you have fear that it, it's not going to turn out the way you want it so you stop at that point right. and it's and it, i think there's, there's something about that in me definitely so actually to get it over the line um and get it to this point is a fucking miracle i will say that praise the lord i'm not religious but he exists in a book form <laughs> <laughs> and you can own one two hundredth of <laughs> God, please buy now yeah so honestly I, I think you're gonna sell out real quick so if you are interested, interested. You, i think people i'm gonna to i'm, I'm the other thing i'm doing with sorry the other, sorry i talked over you but the other thing i'm doing with tom collins is doing a website for southern Dam press which is going to self-publish the work let's talk about that um, because that was in the episode that's not going out yeah, yeah. Southern Down Press. Uh, so let's start yeah. from nearer the beginning. So Southern Down is a place in South Wales, which is really dear to me. It's a it's a little coastal uh, village. Um, and I have spent my childhood there and grown up there and taken my kids there. And um, yeah, I, I, I kind of, that's, that's the name and why, why it's called Southern Down Press. Um, uh, the idea initially was just to have a vehicle to publish my own work. Um, but I think since we've been doing the podcast and since I know a lot of photographers and I know, you know, lots of people making good work, I think there's definitely... It's just a lot of visual artists, right? 
yeah, there's a lot of people making good work that I think I could possibly help to make that work. Um, to publish it. And mean? so, yeah, to publish it. And so I, I'm going to publish my own work and other um, artists, photographers. Um, and so, you know, it's early days. This will be the first thing I will ever have published. So if I don't sell any, um, I'll probably be closed down after three months, but that's all right. Mate, you know, honestly, we were chatting about this. You've already got a bunch of episodes, uh, a bunch of episodes. God, I'm still in podcast <laughs> mode. Can you believe this? <laughs> You've got a bunch of them already sold, right? There's already a bunch of mm-hmm. people that have just said to you that mm-hmm. I, whatever the cost is, take my money. I'm having a copy. I, I don't think realistically there'll be, I don't know, you'll probably shift a good 80, 100 before you've even had them the, out of the box. So there's not that many left to go out. And we've got a thousand and something people listening right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. There's, if a tenth of you guys listening buy a copy, then they're all gone. That's before you even get into, there are people that follow Paul on social media and whatever. And a lot of those probably don't listen to the podcast. I wonder what the crossover is. I bet it's not that high. I wonder wonder what the crossover is. Yeah, I wonder. So anyway, I I think they'll go. I think they'll go real quick. Well, it'll be nice if they do. Um, Toilet paper if they don't. Yeah, really, really expensive (laughs) toilet paper. That's what I'm using my copy for. I'm buying two copies so I can... (laughs) One for your bum, one for your mum. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was speaking to the wife today about um, whether I get it out before Christmas or not. And the book. It, yes, yes. And I don't know. I don't know. I am the timing of it. I don't know if there's any reason why, you know, we're in a recession. Nobody's got any money. Food costs more. Do I, you know, it's only getting, do I wait until spring when it's a bit more positive and less depressing? Or do I just say, fuck it, let's just drop it? Um, I don't know. That's kind See of, when it turns up on your doorstep, mate, go from there. Yeah, I think I will. I think I will. I think that's that's the plan. It might it might take another week or ten days to come yet. So um, yeah, let's see. That let's basically see. puts us in December. Yeah, Christmas present though. You know, I bet Tanya would love a book for Christmas, wouldn't she? And your mum and your dad. Yeah, yeah they're all <laughs> yeah. your nieces and nephews. Mate, everybody's everyone's one. getting one of these books. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a little bit of writing in there. You do have a little bit of writing. I've got that. I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in. You're in. You're in every copy. I'm in every um, copy. There's a little bit of me in every copy. In every copy of my book. Yeah. yeah. Forever. Forever. It's like when yeah. uh, you get those hostages and people send bits of the hostage to different people. Mm-hmm. There's, there's like a bit of me in every book. So um, you've been in university for about what, two months, is it? I'm losing track. Yeah, late September. So it's been a while. Uh, currently so you've, recording you've, you've, on 21st of November. That's what it is today. And you, you've, you've had a few different photographers come and chat to you while, while, while you've been there. And you said Laura Panic was particularly good. Was that right? Am I, am I putting words in your mouth? Or? No. No, you're not putting words in my mouth at all. You're exactly correct. We've had a number of photographers come in and talk to us, guest lecturers. I mean, obviously, our course leaders are amazing as well. But the guest lecturers, you know, hearing from people that do the thing that I aspire to do is really incredible and laura panic has been a particular highlight she was amazing she's had a bunch of stuff that's kind of really stuck with me things about research things about uh keeping notes and that kind of stuff feeling quite motivated in a actually okay yeah and you've started working on a couple of uni projects am i allowed to talk about them are we now i don't know if no we're not that. allowed to talk about them right now um the one thing i can share is i'm due to be exhibiting some work early-ish next year 
certainly the first half of the year, maybe even the first quarter of the year in London. Um, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say though. So, okay. But yeah, I haven't actually worked that project yet, but I will be starting that project this week. Um, so it's all very exciting. Mm, nice, Dan. Nice. Getting out of my comfort zone a little bit with this one as well. Okay. Yeah. I, I, won't, I won't give too much away about it. Oh, obviously, you'll all just have to see it when you see it. But I won't be posting it on social media until it's ready to exhibit. Finished. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking at the minute I might start treating my social media as almost a, um, almost like a publication thing. I'm just going to, I mean, because I don't use it anyway, right? So I might as well just start sitting on work until, until it's ready to go out and then a little flurry of activity. Seems I'd be interested to see where social media goes over the next five years. I was thinking like... We won't still be on Instagram. Surely we won't still be on Instagram. There was a chat on Twitter about, about amongst um, photographers and, and I mean, there's always been this sort of disgruntled hate of Instagram because of the algorithm and the AI and the chronological feeds and all of this crap. And mm. But I don't know, I still don't know whether there's a better place that exists right now. I mean, you've got, you've got apparently Tumblr is going to be able to collect to Mastodon and, you know, but I, I think it's all a bit too... Mastodon? Strong. What, the band? The metal band? Mast- Mastodon is a sort of a, an open version of Twitter, basically, that's, that has all these individual servers and it's a bit more complicated and, you know... Oh, I'm already I mean, glazing over. Well, exactly. Uh, but I... I, I, I I wish Flickr would come back and everybody would go to Flickr because it, it's still the best place to see images. It's just simple. Or Tumblr. But I think because at the moment it's, it's all become a bit fragmented. People are all over the place. And you either you either don't post to any of them, which I kind of... I, I post less and less to Instagram these days. Maybe once a week, maybe. There's someone you know? on my um, course that um, younger, younger than us. <laughs> she still uses um, Tumblr. Tumblr, yeah, I've got still a Tumblr. I was looking at my Tumblr today. I, I love I love Tumblr for it's it's just easy, and you can drop a quote in, you can drop some text in. It's like it's like a diary. You can drop some of your own photos. It's just I just love Tumblr. Tumblr was my I think Flickr, Tumblr, those those two. She had a really interesting take on it because I said to her like I really dislike. And I, I did have a Tumblr account when I was younger. I don't think I ever did anything with it. It, it was about the time when I was in bands. Mm-hmm. I think Tumblr was taking off as my band was ending. So I okay. never really had a reason to play with it. Mm-hmm. But she was saying that Instagram for her is like procrastination, but Tumblr feels like work. So she'll put two hours into Tumblr and she'll feel like she's had two hours of effort come back out of it. In what, she's, in, in what way? In, like in, researching in, other people's work, like enjoying, like being inspired by what other people are doing or putting her work out there in a more um, curated kind of way. Because with Instagram, you could put up, let's say I went on Instagram right now and posted five things. Mm-hmm. You, when you log in as you, might only see one, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not if you've got me flagged as whatever it is, the close friend or something, maybe you see all of them. But I don't know, let's pick somebody like... Uh, Tom Collins, right? Tom yeah. Collins probably doesn't have me flagged as like a close friend or anything like that. So maybe he sees one or zero things of the five things that I post. Mm. And I think with Tumblr, it's a bit more... You see it all. Stripped back. Order. Yeah, yeah. And I think it is. I think it definitely is. And that's why it's good. And I think it's just the size of the images. And, and you can't put portrait and landscape together in Instagram because the fucking way it works. It's just bullshit. It's just 
bad shit, crap, fuck, wank. I hate it, but I wish it's the only thing. I really hate it. It's everyone's I, there. That's the problem, right? Yeah, yeah. That's social media needs to be social, and Tumblr doesn't feel social because I don't think any buggers over there. Yeah. I find it a bit boring even talking about it, don't you? Don't you like, it's like, it's like... Mate, I don't even log on to them. I mean, everybody like, knows, it's, it's like almost a cliche to say it now, though. I, I don't... Are we getting I, are we getting that age where we're getting grumpy old men? <laughs> They'll be like, oh, fucking social media, you fucking hate it. You know, I, don't I don't know. I don't think it, I don't think it is. I think, because it's, a, I mean, it's a part, I, I mean, I... As I, I read, I read. There was an article on one of those like crazy photo sites, like Petapixel or the photographer, and they were saying that um, this one photographer he hasn't got any social media and he doesn't do any, like he doesn't do anything on anything, and he's he's like he's apparently some major photographer winning you know adverts for Nike, and he hasn't got any social media at all. And they were, he was, he was telling his story of, you know, yeah, I, I basically make slides and little books and then I send them out to my, the people I like and I want to see. Is, are you doing an American my, accent right now, Paul? Yeah, and I want to see my work. And he, <laughs> Whereabouts in America is he from? He's slipping between from, Forrest Gump. And I think he's like, from Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> But 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 basically, we're saying he didn't have any presence online whatsoever, and the work that he makes, all of the work that he makes, and how he gets work is by making booklets and sending them to people that he thinks are important enough to see the work. Is he in some shit or agency though? No, I don't think he is. I, maybe I'll, again, you know, you, when you read this crap on on these sites, you've got to take it with a pinch of salt. I think it's it's kind of you know, and maybe his work's just. Absolutely incredible, but I think for the average photographer, I think any artist, any visual artist, if you're if you're hoping to get commissioned for anything, I think you need to exist online. I mean, I, that's I'd where like to put everyone's a, looking for, for. Yeah, but I'd like to put a straw poll out there amongst photographers that we know and friends that we know, uh, working photographers. And I know there's a few that do get work via Instagram, but I imagine there's not a great lot of them. I mean. I mean, there's there's the guys maybe like you know um, the Joshes and the the what's his name the one that you love a lot um, is made not Josh um, you're all over the map Mark. I don't know you know the the guy that made a book that we the guy in the Soho, guy that made a book Joshua Jackson okay. you know they got large yeah, Instagram yeah, yeah, followers yeah, yeah. sorry the point is they got large Instagram followers that they yes. may generate work. Because of their Instagram following, right, right, right. Um, but I don't know the average Joe with like me with like two thousand followers or you with two hundred. It, it matters at all, like in any way, shape, or form. I have not, like, in my twenty years of working as a photographer. Um, I used to get some when I was on Flickr, and I used to get some when I maybe on Tumblr. But rare, like it was a rare occasion. Ninety nine percent of my work has come from people I know, from recommendations from other people I've worked for. It's kind of word of mouth. It's all organic. It's kind of softly, softly. I, I'd say, like, I think the way what I was going to get to is like most of the people who see my work are other photographers, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. That's that's kind of the audience. But that's the world that all of us visual artists live in. It doesn't matter if you're a painter, other painters will know who you are. It doesn't matter if you're a photographer, other photographers will know who you are. Like and I used to be in a band and mm -hmm. I know full well that when we played every single week, two thirds of the audience would be other bands and people that we knew were that were in other bands on the scene. Mm -hmm. You're you're in the scene, right? Mm -hmm. That's the thing. 
Yeah, but we're on the outskirts of it. We're like outliers, aren't we? We're not, we're not in the scene. I mean, if you were going to... Okay, put it this way, right? If we're the, international the, podcasters. The, the photography world is massive, right? And of there's course. photographers out there that we that exist that we've never even heard of. And there's millions of them. Millions yes. of them, right? And I bet there's millions of people making amazing work. And the people that rise or uh, this rise to the top or they make it they they make it into the ether there they become uh celebrity is the wrong word isn't it but you know what i'm trying to say that they 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 become well-known photographers to the to the other photographers on a larger scale um i've lost my train of thought so you're gonna have to help me um i think that isn't quite as important right let me put this another way right i could probably articulate myself a little bit better here the reason i don't think that's important like you're saying you get all your all your business comes through word of mouth. Mm-hmm. I'm probably in a similar boat. Mm-hmm. A bit of advertising as well, because I actually pay to advertise my work to try and mm-hmm. land more clients. But I think the grass is always greenest wherever you water it. So there are people that I know in the same profession that do wedding photography, for example, they get all of their inquiries for Instagram and they don't have massive followings. They're not followed by hundreds of thousands of people, but yet all of their business comes from Instagram. But they're plowing their energy into it. I think mm. whatever you focus your attention on, you're focusing your attention on human connection and being a really fucking charming Welshman. Not that that's a business plan. I think that's just the way you live. But do you know what I mean? I think that's why the business comes your way in that, in that way, through that channel, because mm-hmm. that's how people know you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, though. I, I, I mean, I think photography is such a... Um, it's a difficult, like, if you want to do, say, advertising work, for instance, if you want to become an advertising photographer, like, what what's the route in? You finish university, you've done your degree, um, and then what? How, 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 like, I think the only way, again, the only way... You do you a bunch become, of mock shoots and you exactly, start... Exactly, that's, yeah, that's it, exactly. You keep doing mock shoots, you keep doing it yourself. You, you get your own models, you get your own setup, you get your own whatever you want to shoot, trainers, trousers phones, whatever the fuck it is, and do it and just make those shots and do it. And, and if you want it enough, you'll do it and you'll you'll make that work. And I think, again, it comes out of making the work. I, I, I actually, oh, I'm getting a bit lucky, you know, getting having friends or colleagues or somebody that you know in the industry that's a designer or something uh, and giving you a, there's a job here, do you want to come and do it? And then blowing them away when you get that opportunity. Yeah, you know, I, think, when, I think the route in is generally... If if you if you're starting from nothing, I think personal work's the root in, right? Yeah, because then people yeah. will see what you've done personally, and they'll be like, "I like that. I'd like you to do something similar to that for me." And, you know, interestingly enough, I, I know a client that I worked for for a long number of years, Studio Output. Um, I reached out to Joe, one of the designers, here last week to come on the podcast to speak to us, and she said, "Oh, poor man, um, I'm spoken in ages, but." been watching your Wandle trail work on Instagram yeah. and I really want you to do some work for us like that. <laughs> well, you know, so so maybe there is, like, people might see it and they never reach out to you, but, like, I reached out to her and something has come out of it. And she remembered she's... seeing your personal work. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think I think personal work is the most important bit. I think that's the bit that is going to get you commissioned. I'm it's, slowly realising that now. You know, it's, it's, it's the thing. And I've said it for, I said it to Roman when we were doing soda, it's the... How stuff? That was all personal yeah. work, the landed yeah. press. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think it's the thing that, like, you've got to... But you've got to be passionate about it. And if you're not, I think if the passion 
for what you're doing doesn't exist. It's really easy to see that as well. Like, do you know what? I don't think it matters. I know some really technically proficient photographers that don't take the art form particularly seriously. That they don't have these conversations. Sure, no, no, oh, yeah, absolutely, and they and do that absolutely lo- fine. Yeah, there's loads of them, isn't there? There's loads of them. I think there's I mean, just two different breeds of people. There's the people that are born to be like artistic, creative, poetic losers like us, and then there's the people that are like, "This is my fucking job," and those are the, they always earn more money than we do. Yeah, and I think I always had that problem of being caught between those two stools, wanting to earn money, but also want, I'm much more interested in the philosophical side and the whys and the uh, wanting to make pictures that meant something rather than made money, if that makes sense. But you end up with cool-as-fuck clients that maybe can't afford as much, but they're super up for being a bit risky and yeah, trying takes, something that, that, but, that is actually interesting. I think it takes time to make those relationships with clients. And, yeah, and, and also, you know, the, that skill of, I think one of the, a really good skill is if you've ever, this is a good tip for anybody who's work, working as a photographer. If you've done work for somebody in the past five years, go through your archives, pick out a few images that you shot of them, send them an image and say, oh, I was just looking through my archives and I come across this image of you. Just wanted to say, hi, how are you doing? And that's it. That's all yeah. you have to do. It's just a soft drop in. And you never know what comes from that. Like I, I've done that loads of times in my yeah. career, loads and loads and loads and loads. And I reckon it's got maybe a 60, all these, 70. All these 70. emails being like, Paul, the restraining order is still in place. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't come to my house and wait outside yeah, yeah, again, Paul. Yeah. These telephoto <laughs> shots you've got of me are terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. So that's my top business tip. Anybody like... Soft, soft, really gently. So really, it's a good technique, though. It, it is. is. It is. It absolutely. Because it's so gentle. Like, and you're just saying hi. So I found it. Or if you've got a funny picture of somebody or something, you know, that make them laugh or anything that you've got. Something that'll make can, them cry. Yeah. Any- yeah. And anything, a reach out, a, re- a gentle reach out. That's what I call it. Which is basically saying, can you give me some work? But you're not saying it. No, but it's not, though, is it? It's a bit more <laughs> genuine than that. Because they no, might it just is. be like, do you want to meet me down the Pub but actually it is. It's and, much and, more... you'd, and you'd be up for that too. I know what you're like. No, you're, it is. It, it, you're, it is you're much making more it sound a little bit more disingenuous. I no, think, but than I, it really is. No, no. I think it's just, but I think it is about reaching out and 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 and, and saying hi because we all like we're all so busy with our lives that you actually, if you go back through the shit that you've done, like I'm sure there's loads of people that you oh, you've just met some and... cool as fuck people. I can guarantee everybody listening to this right now has met some people that are just really fucking interesting, mm-hmm. and they've just lost touch with. I'm mm-hmm. actually thinking of a couple of people right now that I might reach back out to just to see. Yeah, that is a really fucking good idea. I'm going to go back to my archives. Yes, you take go 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 back through your pictures, Danielle. Just going back through your archives is a great thing, anyway, right? Like looking through, looking. I love a slideshow me of old images. I because I, you know, I've got folders inside folders inside folders inside folders, and then I go, oh my god, look at this folder, and I'll just put a slideshow on, have a cup of tea, and just watch it unfold in front of me with a bit of Nils from blowing in the background. And I'm like, oh, my God, Bensi, you are a genius. <laughs> I've been with you. <laughs> How yeah. are you so good? Yeah, why, yeah. Are, why, why are Magnum <laughs> signing you up? <laughs> call, call them now. <laughs> Give me the number, Dan. I ain't got the number for, for Magnum. But yeah, <laughs> Come on, we, you we, could get you, we could get you hired from, from somewhere. But I don't have any aspirations of being a Magnum photographer. Do you not? 
Mate, no. I don't know what I'd do. If Magnum phoned me right now, because... Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. They're not, they're not gonna, they're no, not no, gonna. no. They're <laughs> definitely not right now, but maybe one day, right? Yeah, maybe. maybe I, I think know. the style of my photography is more in that lane than, than like, any other lane. Don't you think? I, I don't know. I, th- I, I, I thought you were sort of down a village lane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> down, down shit creek without you walk into that one i am sorry i, I am I sorry no, no that's the stuff right. that really inspires I... me i'm really really inspired by magnum yeah but they've got work. a bit of a bad rep you know they've got a bit of a bad uh, like they, they... they used to like no, these, i think this... they're changing they're they've they've sorted out uh, they had a bunch of problems it was very white it was very rich this, this, it was very the... european it was very male but if you look at their roster now of photographers and there aren't many They've got some pretty good representation from a bunch of different people, and there's some fucking incredible work. They were super white and super rich and super male for a while, but that's changing now, Paul. Go and look on their website. They've got some really fantastic stuff. What was that? Uh, Who's that lady that shot that project? Uh, Agatha. Sorry, my dyslexia is crazy. So Agatha Tominski. Yeah, I think it's Agatha Tominski or something. something It's the beginning of a B, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I should probably actually say that because now I'm talking about her, I'm going to feel really terrible. And while you're looking for her, I'm going to read you a quote that I I read this week. Stanley Green, an African-American photographer who spent many years living in Paris and who was behind no images. In the book, he said he wanted to take part in a tradition laid out by Roy de Carver, which is photography at the edge of failure. I love this idea, Roy de Carver. Roy de Carver did that a lot in his images, playing in the low end, in the shadows, in the blur. In some ways, it's like the Jinichichiro Tanazaki idea, that, that Japanese aesthetic of praise of shadows. I think the Black Panther Party is a really good example of it, where there would be this cool composure, even though the world was going to shit. I'm going to quote Black Star again, navigate the treacherous and make it seem effortless. There is, in the Black tradition, the notion of a veneer of cool beneath the craziness that's going on. In any, is any image going to be universally understood? It seemed like it's okay to make something that can be meaningful to those who get it, and not everyone will. No art is universally enjoyable, accessible, or even if it contains no language within it, that's okay, it's normal. Like a lot of grad school dross, this line of thinking feels like a mounting out of a molehill. I'd agree with that. Yeah? Yeah. People get really bent out of shape about whether or not you like something that they like or whether yeah. or not there's enough appeal in what they're doing. And the reality is, it doesn't fucking matter, does it? Like, if doesn't you enjoy matter. it yourself? No, I got caught up on that a lot, but not anymore. Fuck it. it p- people like it, like it. The people that won't, that won't. That's life, right? You've got to move on. Yeah, I don't think you're saying anything interesting if everybody likes it. You True. know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I can't think of a single band where, like, universally, your grandparents will like it, the kids like it. Like, think of some music. Like, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, I don't think you're doing anything interesting, particularly if you're trying to make everybody like it. Mm, interesting. So um, I found the lady. Did you find it? You yeah, find the lady. Uh, but I can't actually pronounce her name because of my idiotic dyslexia. De Deporter, Beaky Deporter. I'm really sorry. It's, <laughs> it's it's not as disrespectful the as best. it sounds. I promise. It's not. It's not. It's, it's send, me, to, send it to me in a message, and I'll see if I can say it. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying it's going to be any better than you, Dan. I'm going to misspell it when I send it to you, just so you sound more stupid than me. It's come through the chat on Zoom. Is it? And where the hell is that then, Trevor? Down the bottom, mate. Where's the chat? Bieke di Porte. I think it's South African, is it? 
Bieke? No. Or Africa? I think no. she's European. Is she? Yeah, the lady, she's a European. Dutch, maybe Dutch. Bieke. Do you know the project that I'm talking about? Hang no, on, I don't I'll know. send you a link. It's absolutely incredible. So the, the lady that she's been documenting in this um, Agatha project is a lady named Agatha. She's a sex worker, and she just seems to be like, absolutely fascinating. She's, oh, yes. Lovely work, isn't it? But it's all about this one lady and about the relationship that they have together. And it's just, it's incredible work. Really, really incredible. It's really moving because it's a single subject and it's over a... It looks like it must be a bunch of years. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's some, I like the photograph there on an exercise bike outside. It's kind of... It, almost... it, it's a bit Twin Peaksy, isn't it? It's, mm. it's kind of like otherworldly. There's something about it that I can't quite place. And it just seems it exists in a like a parallel universe almost. Because I have almost nothing in common with this woman, but I find it incredible. I, so like anyway, the work. I really like the work as well. I think Mag- it's, Magnum's it's... a little bit more diverse now, mate. I think it's time to give him a little, give him a little look. There's some really, really cool work in, in their archives, and there's some amazing work from some more contemporary photographers now too. Nice, Daniel. Nice, Daniel. Nice. Um, okay, anything more interesting you want to tell me about your life? My life? Yeah. Anything been going on that's exciting? On a similar vein as the conversation we were having earlier, I'm trying mm-hmm. to work out ways of generating some more more clients. So we could we could have a little bit of a chat. But I feel like we've already touched on that a little bit, though. Yeah, and I think and I think it's difficult, isn't it? It's it's it's, it's very difficult. I don't I don't I don't think there's one answer for for it. I think there's like you you've got to like I said before, you have to be doing a multitude of things. You have to have lots of what did we say? Lots of um, arrows. You need lots of arrows in different in different places. You know, you, you, your social, your soft play, your... I think there's millions of ways you can win work. It, uh, it's I, just... I feel like as a creative, you need to... You need to have, like, all the plates spinning all at once without dropping anything. Yeah, which is almost impossible in, in a way. Like, and I think... You know, but it's, even, it's, it's life though, right? You have to, that is what it is. I mean, the, the industry that you're in, with the, so for, for wedding photography in particular, I think is a really ultra competitive market, right? It, it's probably really saturated now. I think there's like... It's saturated, but there's a lot of shit. Yes. I'm yeah, going to say this is, without blowing my own trumpet, right? Because I'm not like God's gift to wedding photography, but there's... I can see that there's people that aren't performing as well as I am. There's a percentile, right? So the bottom 80% is probably massively, massively competitive. But the top 20%, where I probably exist in the UK market, that's slightly less competitive. But my business is still quite slow at the moment. Yeah, I think it's, it's, I think it's challenging for everyone. But I, I, I think as a wedding photographer, I think it's difficult because... Like you can, like again, you compete. I mean, there's there's only so many ways you can get in touch with these brides, these these people. Who That's are. the difficulty you've got. So I've I've given this some serious thought, and this is no different to any other business that's going after some niche of a client, right? But I'm specifically after. So I'd say eighty percent of my inquiries come from a bride. Mm-hmm. So I'm particularly after 
females between the ages of early 20s to late 30s that are mm-hmm. at a point in their life where they've got engaged in the last six months and haven't yet got a photographer and they like my work. Yeah, Tracking those people down is real fucking hard, man. Yeah, and I think you... That's why I think, like, how do you... This is why I always think this way, and, and maybe it's wrong to think this way, but my thoughts are, how do I separate myself from the rest of the field? What do I do that's so different and what everybody else is doing that I'm going to attract it? And, and maybe that's the wrong idea. And probably it is when I think about it. Yeah, I, speak I, it I, I suspect it is the wrong idea, and I'll tell you right. why. Because you're already in a small enough niche now, if your niche is made even smaller because you're doing something really peculiar, just imagine you don't want to travel worldwide for work because visas are a nightmare. It's hard. It's really hard. If, if you're the one person on the planet that does something like that and you're charging an arm and a leg, but you still need to be known by people. Like, how do you get the reach? I because think, nobody I think looks got, at wedding photography you, until yeah, they're getting think, engaged. I think you have to really go heavy locally, you see. This, is, this would, would be like... I would go try and get local newspapers to talk about me. Go and do something for the local newspaper. You know, uh, uh, say, is there any way you can write an article about me? I'm a local wedding photographer. Find a story of, you know, you kind of, it's almost as if you need to own the district where you live. Yeah, right? you're right. Yeah, you're right. And you go, um, and put all your eggs in trying to get as me- as much locally as you can, as much local press as you can, talking to every butcher that you can, you know, everyone that lets them know that in, in Rochester, in Kent, Dan Higginson is the man to go to. So your barbers, leaving cards in your barbers for, for you know, the men that come in, telling your barber to talk about you, he's a mate of yours. Anybody that's coming in tells I you they're going to do that, mate. Yeah, that is, but he's already, he's already on the hook. But, you know, then going into your butchers and the bakers and, and making relationships with everybody locally in your town, you know, so everybody that knows Dan. And if they say for a favour, you know, I'll maybe do some photos of just your shop or something if, you, if I can leave a, a something up, you know, or some cards. You know, I, think, I think that has got to be the approach because I don't think you can do it via advertising because there's so many other websites yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you've, you've got to go, you've got to go the other way. You've got to go the other way. And I definitely, now we talk about it, I think you have to. I think because... because what you've got, word of mouth, right? You've got human touch then, right? You've got human touch. You're building relationships with people, local businesses, local... And all of them, I'd go and meet as many, as many local businesses that I possibly could think that have hairdressers, beauty salons, you know. These are the places that women go to, yoga salons, gyms. You know, think about it like that. I, I, I don't think it's a crazy idea, you know. Yeah, yeah and, you're and, right. You, you've just listed a few that I, I haven't touched. I have done a bunch of those things, um, just so you're not completely worrying about my sanity. Like, I've had that 40, but there, you've just listed a few places that I haven't yet been to. So I'll, I'll, um, I'll add those to my list for sure. Yeah, it's yeah really because I think, I'm really glad I mentioned that now. Yeah, it's good. It's good. But we did see, I can be useful at times. Not at times. <laughs> All the time, Paul. All the time, Dan. All the time. Right, I'm going to go and eat. Can I go and eat? Because I'm so hungry. Can we do shouts? Yeah, let's, I, I actually got a shout out. So hang on, before you do it, let me just grab it. You've got it. You don't need to show us. It's gone. It's gone. Oh my God, his trousers are falling down. This is horrendous. If only you could see what I'm seeing. Maybe I'll take a screenshot. Hang on, take a screenshot. No, it's too late. It stood up. Okay. Back. Mate, you go first. That was go haunting. On. You just bent over in front of the uh, webcam. <laughs> you saw the full moon. <laughs> 
It was like, it was more of a half moon. <laughs> crescent. Like, crescent. A, like a waning moon. <laughs> Brilliant. Go on, mate. You go first. Um, I've just finished reading, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, if I have apologies, but I've just finished reading um, Jeff Dyer, The Ongoing Moment. And it's brilliant. It's really brilliant. I just love the way that he writes. Um, he doesn't He doesn't write like one of those Sontags or Barthez. It's, 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 you know, you can understand the way he writes about photographs. And um, yeah, I think everybody should read it. I think everybody should. Jeff Dyer... Let's try and get Jeff. I'd like to get Jeff. That would be an interesting conversation. That's one of the, on the, the God list, Jeff Dyer. What's he? Um, yeah. He's got a blog, hasn't he? What's that called? Um, it's called the Jeff Dyer blog. Well, I might be imagining somebody else. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know. Does he have a blog? But I, 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 he's, he's written a few books anyway, he has. Um, and I really like this one, The Ongoing Moment. It's, the it's, Ongoing Moment. Yeah, it's really good. Really good. I'll give it to you. I finished reading it so you can have it. You'll like it. Okay. Yeah, we've just been um, trying to read Barthes at university and it's so heavy going. Honestly, yeah, I, you reread it about 20 times and you're like, oh, that was actually really simple. Why yeah, he just meant there was like a man this? walking up the stairs, right? And he said, Anglais, the walking of the man was rounded by the gochlach. And he used the word that you've never used. I mean, you look in the dictionary and you go, what? Oh, yeah, okay? I've, had to, I've literally <laughs> had to look up every third word in this book. It's <laughs> unbelievable. My vocabulary is not that bad. And I don't know, this, but you're from Kent. Let's be fair, Rochester. You know, you... Kent is the, the Garden Kent. of England. <laughs> Garden of England, isn't it? This is where the royals come to holiday, mate. This is... This... Do they, they go to I... in Kent? <laughs> <laughs> mate, I live in Medway, which is the sort of... Hasn't they got a big shopping centre in Medway? There's nothing big in Medway. Why haven't well... I heard about, why have I heard about Medway before? Why is it, has it been some disaster there? Or... No? <laughs> Medway is a disaster name. <laughs> no, the reason you know about Medway is because it's named after a river, which is um, a river that I sent you a photo of yesterday. Uh, nice, yes, with the drone. With the How, drone. You are a pilot now. I, I am. I am. You've got yeah. your wings? Got my wings. Getting high. Yeah, yeah it's uh, good. Nice, nice, mate. I can't um, wait to see. My shout out yeah. is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. It's a movie. You can get it on Prime for free. Uh, it's a movie by Tom Garmican and Kevin Eaton. Um, and it's, I don't know how else to say this, it's a movie about Nicolas Cage. Is it? Where Nicolas Cage plays Nicolas Cage. That sounds great. And it's, it is fucking incredible. It's absolutely amazing. It's like action-packed, had me in absolute stitches. It's so aware of itself. It gets so deep with the, like, how meta it gets. It goes so many layers deep. You're just like, oh my God, they fought through everything. It must have been really difficult for Nicolas Cage to actually play himself because some of it's quite brutal, like mm. character assessments of himself. Okay, okay. <laughs> think, reading that script, he must have been like, you want me to say this? For real? <laughs> <laughs> and there's like bits in the script from like interviews that he's had. So okay. he, he's referred to himself, you know, in his, when he acts, he sort of deliberately overacts, right? Mm -hmm. I've heard people talk to him in interviews before and he's been like, oh yeah, I'm a mega actor. <laughs> but mega he also actor. he also referred to himself as Nouveau Shamanic <laughs> once. Nouveau Shamanic, nice. And nice, it comes that. up in the movie. <laughs> like, he refers to himself as being Nouveau Shamanic. We were dying laughing about this Nouveau Shamanic line. Anyway, we went and Googled it and it turns out that's something he said about himself for real in an interview one time. <laughs> 
Nice. Honestly, uh, yeah, the unbearable right. weight of I'll massive talent. Wife's out tomorrow night. I'm going to play her on, mate. Yeah, Done. it's on, on Prime. Really, really okay. good. You'll, you'll um, love it. Okay, I'm so, going to go and eat some chicken. We'll be back in a couple of weeks, hopefully with another podcast. Alex Pryor. I got a few lined up. Let's let's Dan. I'm um, just before we did. Let's let's end the, the video. Let's just stop. Do you want to say anything to finish? Yeah, there's a whole thing. Go on. You can catch up with us on Instagram at the Idle Hand Society. Um, we'll leave links to everything we've spoken about in the show notes. Come and say hi. It'd be really come and cool. Say hi. Yeah, yeah. Leave us a review. Come, come and yeah. buy some merch. I, I, come and speak to us on Instagram. We like we like Spiegel Spiegel. Well, we like Spiegel Spiegel. We like Spiegel Spiegel. That's that is the best shit ever. When people Spiegel, honestly, it makes us so happy. What's your favourite thing about people speaking? People speaking. Oh, anyway, I'm going to stop myself before I ever. I I, I do a little wee. <laughs> I think I can stop. Okay, we'll uh, catch you in two weeks with Alex Pryor. Come and say hi. Come and buy some merch. Come and buy a mug. Um, big love, take care, love. and lots lots of love, lots of love and okay. kindness flying out through you. And through you. <laughs> I don't know like, what I'm saying. I'm just stopping people going. People are speaking all over the place. I was going to say something really bad then, but I stopped myself. That's good. <laughs> a little wind. <laughs> I, I was going to make a joke about... And I thought, maybe not appropriate, Paul. Maybe not appropriate. Yeah, we'll, we'll cut that little bit out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes.